What is going on everybody? Welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon with Caleb as always and this week we are going to be wrapping up our video game movie month. We are talking about Street Fighter but before we get to all that, Caleb what has been going on? Hey, not too much uh, but I did get around to watching more this week and they actually pertain to our topic this month i kind of went ahead and decided to focus on that so i watched the two hitman movies Mm. and uh i haven't seen either one of them didn't uh, even know there was two (laughs) yes i forgot there were two i had only seen one before so one of them was the first time watch uh there was one in 2007, and the Hitman character was played by Timothy Oliphant. Oh, okay. And then the other one is 2015, and it was mostly... Um, oh, actually, there were a couple actors that would be recognizable, but I don't know if you would recognize who played the agent. It was Rupert Freind. Yeah, I don't know by name. Yeah um i I don't recognize him from anything else but there are a couple other actors in there that um i've seen from other things anyways um so actually the 2007 one was better than i remembered uh if i had to give it a grade i think i would give it a uh, 3.5 bruh um, and then the 2015 one, I would probably do a 3.5 as well. I might give it a four possibly, um, as far as how well they were adaptations of the video game, I definitely give the nod to the 2015 one. It's called Hitman Agent 47. Um, but the actor who played the Hitman or Agent 47 looked a lot more appropriate for it because in the game, he just is kind of generic. He doesn't have of that unique of a voice or mm-hmm. uh, any unique facial features, really. Uh, like I said, is more generic. And I felt like Tim- Timothy Oliphant, he has kind of a unique voice and he did a little bit more acting than really goes into the character. And also he... I don't know what it is, but something about he, he's got more unique features, in my opinion. So I felt the character in the 2015 Agent 47 movie just fit better. But then also they were more true to the game because he changed outfits a lot and he would do his whole like um, sneaking and uh, I don't know what other word I'm looking for with it, but he would he would go through like you would actually do it in the video game while the other one, not as much. So if you're, if you're going to watch one of those two and you're looking for one that's closer to the video game, my recommendation would be the 2015 one. So uh, outside of that, uh, nothing else really. So I'm sure you've got more to add though, Brandon. Actually not a whole lot. Um, We're still watching 90 day fiance before the 90 days rock so not a lot new there uh, i watched a movie called school ties that i've never seen before um it's got a pretty good cast it's got brendan Fraser as the main character uh we got matt damon 
uh, Ben Affleck, uh, Chris O'Donnell were all in this movie. Um, like Brendan Fraser plays this high school quarterback who, for his senior year, he goes to like this prestigious uh, school. And he's Jewish, but he doesn't tell anybody he is, and he kind of keeps it secret. And then once everybody finds out, they kind of treat him poorly and everything. Mm. It's it's like a period piece. I think it, I can't remember what year it's supposed to be based in. Like they were wearing like you know leather helmets and things like that. So okay, yeah. Uh, apparently, it was like a huge box office flop. But I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I thought the acting was pretty good. Nice. I mean, with, with that decent of a cast, I was surprised it did so bad. I, I think it was from like 1993 or something like that. It was an older movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, I hadn't heard of it. Other than that, I watched um, a movie from the 80s called Raw Courage, or sometimes it's called Courage. I can't remember if I mentioned this last week. But it's like, I don't think so. It's about this group of friends that go and run a marathon through the desert and they get caught by... Oh, yeah, you did. Did you I did talk, talk about, about it last that, week? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> that's pretty much all I had. Uh, I watched a new episode of Young Rock. That's, oh, nice. Dude, that's pretty much it, Like, other than some random YouTube stuff. YouTube. Haven't watched too many movies or TV shows. I think you have more than me. Yeah, you feeling okay, man? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Been a really busy week for work, so haven't had too much free time. How dare they? And then with you know the holiday and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, we were a lot of spare time. Yep. Yep. But I did have time to watch Street Fighter. So do you want to talk about it? Rock. (laughs) All right, let's do it. After seven months of fighting, the civil war in Shadaloo may have reached the turning point. The capital has just fallen. In December 1994, the forces of freedom will face a power-mad dictator in a struggle for the fate of the world. I don't think so. You have to do better than that. Okay. Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? 
Uh, movie of the week is Street Fighter from 1994. It is directed by Steven E. De Souza. That's my guess of how you pronounce that name. Uh, the plot for this is Colonel Guile and various other martial arts heroes fight against the tyranny of dictator M. Bison and his cohorts. Uh, the cast, we got Jean-Claude Van Damme as Colonel Guile, Raul Julia as M. Bison, Ming-Na Wen as Shun Li, Damien Chapa as Ken, Kylie Minogue as Kami, Byron Mann as Ryu, Roshan Seth as Dalsim, Andrew Briarnarski as Zangief, Grand L. Bush as Balrog, Robert Mamone as Blanca, Miguel A. Nunez Jr., a.k.a. Joanna Man, as DJ. <laughs> Greg Rainwater as T-Hawk. Jay Tavare as Vega. Wes Studi as Sagat. And Peter Tuiasasopo as E-Honda. Rock. Lots of lots of characters. <laughs> yeah, lots of quote unquote main characters. Yeah. Basically, I just named off all the ones from the games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh you know, I always like to try to recap. How many times have you seen this movie? Uh at, I think this was my second time all the way through. Uh oh, it may have been third. So I definitely did not watch it a lot as a kid. Yeah, I mean for reason. Uh I think this is probably my third time watching it. Something like that, maybe fourth. Rock. Um I mean I am a Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. We've talked about that before. Yeah, Most so of his what... movies I do really like. Um this one though <laughs> <laughs> This one was kind of a a slog for me. It was it felt like this movie was about three hours long. Yeah, it <laughs> did kind of seem to drag. So, I mean, so for what it is, this one, from my memory of the game Street Fighter, there was no real story or plot, right? Like it was just random people fighting in the street. Pretty much, like you knew that M. Bison was the bad guy and he was trying to take over the world. That was pretty much it. That was in the game? Yeah. Okay. It, it was kind of more implied than anything. Um, I will say that the only one that really had much of a backstory was Blanca. Okay. Because if you beat the game with Blanca, like someone would run up and be like, oh, you're my long lost son. <sighs> and I can't, I can't remember if the game manual had some backstory in it. Hmm. I don't know. I think I might have the game manual in my basement somewhere in a tote. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to dig it up or something and see if I can, because for some reason I knew a lot about this game as a kid and like the characters, but I don't remember if that was something that was just like word of mouth from friends mm -hmm. or if it was in the game manual or something. Yeah. Or you knew that Ken and Ryu were brothers, like half brothers. Yeah, I think I heard about that. I, I 
forgot to do some reading and looking up on some of these questions, but I am seeing where it's basically saying that the main villain is Bison, which I was never aware of that when playing the game. But Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, you knew he was a not a good guy, but I didn't know like he was the the one you're trying to be essentially. Do you want to hear something that'll blow your mind? Uh so sure. <laughs> the characters of Balrog mm-hmm. and M. Bison in the game when it was translated to English, the names got switched around. So Bison was actually supposed to be Balrog, and Balrog was supposed to be M. Bison because the M stands for Mike, and he looks like Mike Tyson. (laughs) That makes sense. I don't remember where I heard that, but it blew my mind when I heard it. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, well, I guess, uh, so here's something, I'm totally pulling this out of nowhere. What do you think was the most successful character um, creation out of the, this uh, real-life adaptation? Like the character that worked the best? Yeah. Hmm. I will say probably Bison. I thought Raul Julia did a really good job. Um, especially, you know, we talked about, there wasn't a crazy amount of backstory for this mm-hmm. and like, he knew that it wasn't, he knew it wasn't an Oscar winning movie Yeah, and it was made for entertainment and it's a video game movie. So he hammed it up mm-hmm. and like, he took that character to another level and I thought, you know, he was having fun while doing it. Yeah. So I like appreciated the acting job he did in it. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's definitely uh, near the top. Chun Li uh, was another pretty good one. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, I mean, they kind of over exaggerated her in the game, um, but Ming did a really good job with that. I think the best one uh, was maybe Zangief. Yeah, um, just like he was dumb and funny and i feel like i remember that from the games that he was kind of like that yeah he was a a professional wrestler yeah and he didn't have like much uh he he didn't come across as the most intelligent fighter yeah he was all but just power um i guess another one i thought was pretty good was sagat Mm -hmm. it's because the guy looks so much like him yeah and vega yeah um vega actually i didn't even think of at first but did a pretty darn good job man vega was like the most annoying character to fight in a game i always thought yeah because he would do that thing where he climbed the cage Mm -hmm. and he couldn't (laughs) block it yeah so no they and some of them did really good Uh, all of them looked the part uh cammy looked the part guile didn't quite it didn't have the hair um but looked the part um man they all did a really good job uh who else was i looking for maybe a good job looking like him <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I thought the acting all around was pretty bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, except I, for Raul Julia. I thought he did a pretty decent job. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is just by them recreating the characters. Yeah. So, for sure. Re- acting, resembling them, yeah. Acting, which we can move into, is definitely a completely different story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay so talking about that, I guess, yeah, you already talked about Raul, but did anybody else have a good acting performance then? Not really. I thought Kylie Minogue did a pretty decent job for limiting acting experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was an Australian pop star. Which I so, did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she had a cover of Locomotion in the 80s that was a big hit. And then like in the early 2000s, she had another top 10 hit. Um, But I mean, as far as in Australia, she is probably one of the most famous musicians, pop stars, I guess. Uh, and she's done a lot more acting since this, but at the time, like, it was just odds and ends of little things. And most of it was cameos playing herself. Yeah, I thought she did a decent job. Um, Man, like, I said when I was watching this, I'm like, I feel like Van Damme acted better in Bloodsport and Kickboxer. And those were two of his first movies. <laughs> I think, do you, I kind of wonder if maybe he just didn't take this as serious. Oh, as I got some, some stuff in trivia for that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make everything fall into place. Okay. Um, I thought he was one- better on that one episode of Friends that he did. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, well, I, I already talked, uh, positively about this, but I mean, as far as like fitting the character and what they were supposed to do, like it wasn't an amazing performance, but I think it just fit better than most of the other ones. Uh, I'm going to go back to Zangief. Yeah. Like, I mean, he did what he needed to do. He didn't like Mm -hmm. go above and beyond, but where so many people were falling short, he, he did his job. Yeah. And he was big and intimidating and looked a lot like he does in the game so they did a really good job casting him and the actor you know did everything he could with what he was given yeah uh, i'll see the the worst looking one was blanca yeah it looked like somebody just like looks like he got stung by bees and was painted green he looked awful and he he looked like lou fregno in the old hulk show dude lou fregno looked better as like a big intimidating uh hulk did you know what it looked like what blanca looked like he looked like they took the guy the caveman from the geico commercial and just painted him green (laughs) dude exactly that's that's home run right there i mean as soon as i saw it yeah i remember the first time i saw this movie and like blanca shows up at the end and I just started bursting out laughing, which was dumb because he was always one of my favorite characters to use in the game. Mm-hmm. Like Guile and Blanca were my guys. Yeah, and Bl- well, then Blanca was supposed to be so intimidating too, but he yeah. totally wasn't. Like they they totally should have pulled the old Hulk TV show trick where they just completely replaced him with somebody different. Yeah, they did not need to keep the same guy. But yeah, they could have got like some professional wrestler or like some big bodybuilder or something like that yeah but nope bad, <laughs> bad choice on there but 
Yeah, like, was Van Dam bigger than that guy? Probably. Pretty close, at least. Mm. Oh, man. So, <laughs> the act, we mentioned the acting. Um, Some of the lines in this. Ugh. Some of the one-liners in the dialogue is just horrible. Uh, I put down one from Van Dam that really made me like groan. Uh, you better not be stealing mine. No. <laughs> oh gosh, he's like, this is the collection agency, Bison. He's like, and your ass is six months overdue. <laughs> I remember that one. And oh also when he cut that that line, that boat that he was in reminded me of Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> oh dude, I totally thought about that too. <laughs> then I had the theme song stuck in my head for probably about an hour. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, um my favorite quote was actually between Bison and Guile, where Bison when he Guile decides to fight him one-on-one hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. Bison was like, you've made me a very happy man. And then Guile says, next I'll make you a dead one. <laughs> awesome. Oh, Good job. Crushed it. Uh, so one thing I, this is, I guess, related to the movie. Uh, just the first thing that popped in my head. So one thing I always wondered about Van Damme because if you like see him and stuff now, and at like a certain point in the nineties, all of a sudden he had like this knot on his forehead. Oh, dude, I did notice. That. Where did that come from? Like, how did he get that? I don't know. I thought um, I didn't notice it at the beginning of the movie, but it was kind of in the middle that it showed up, and I was just like, "Oh, did he have like an accident or something on set?" Yeah, like I don't know. It's like it's on the right, his right side of his forehead. Yeah, but you said it was in other movies too. Yeah, I've seen it before and just wondered, like, what happened to his head? Hmm. I just, I've never actually looked it up. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, I guess I could probably Google it and get back on that. (laughs) Maybe next week. Um, I guess one thing that always bothered me with this movie, and as much as I'm a Van Damme fan, I just think casting him as Guile was bad. We talked about it last week that he turned down the role of Johnny Cage to play Guile. Mm-hmm. And I really wish he would have just taken the Johnny Cage role. Yeah. That one I- just fits him because, you know, Johnny Cage, the only backstory he really had is that he was a martial artist and an actor, which is Van Damme. They never didn't say where he was from. So that character could have been Belgian. Mm-hmm. Where, like, Guile was like the all-american hero but van damme's got a thick belgian accent (laughs) oh and they also said his name is william f guile and i jokingly said to myself what does the f stand for francois (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah no he he could have looked the part better i mean he he kind of looked it He looked at enough. I understood what direction they were going in, but the hair was a huge miss, which is kind of a big thing with Guile, you know? Um, But they got, uh, 
it was all right. It was one of those where they got it pretty close and you knew what they were going for, but I completely agree. It was just like that, that accent and everything with him supposed to be the all American hero character was a big bust. Yeah. I'm not sure off the top of my head who else they should have maybe gone with, but. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I was trying to think of someone at the time, too, and the only person that came to mind that kind of looks like Guile is Val Kilmer. But he's not a martial artist. Yeah. But I feel like Val Kilmer is such a good actor, and he dedicates himself to roles so much that he might have learned some martial arts for it. Yeah. You know, as much as we hate on Tom Cruise, he's one of those two that dives into things, but I don't want Tom Cruise's guile. <laughs> what about uh, Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze. <laughs> uh, he'd have to, he would have had to trim down his mullet at the time. <laughs> this would have been, yeah, post point break for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he's just too handsome to play guile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He could have pulled off some of the moves, done the splits a couple times. <laughs> right. Done the flash kick. <laughs> Roadhouse. Another issue I have with this, Guile never does the sonic boom. Oh, yeah, you're right. Ryu did his little thing. Yeah, the Hadouken. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Honda didn't do his... <laughs> or whatever it is you know what i'm talking about like the the he's like does his fist uh push thing down at the ground and does it really fast i don't even know what it's called yeah but he didn't do that yeah ryu was really the only one that he did a signature move wasn't it or yeah well i mean van damme i mean or guile does the flash kick Mm, yeah that back that back flip kick Mm-hmm. So they did throw that in there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones. You know, Bison had the the electric hands. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Blanca didn't like um, electrocute anybody. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't have. Uh, oh man, I I always called them Rubber Band Man. Oh, Dalsim. Yeah, Dalsim. That's another kind of lame character. You know who you reminded me of? Who? Um, that character on The Office where Michael's building. Oh yeah. Building a pack, uh, Michael Scott Paper Company, and he goes and gets uh, what was his name Ranjit? Yeah. I think that's what his name was. That's what he reminded me of. Mm. This a little Indian guy. That's funny. How how do you like with um E Honda? That they tried to put like blood splatter on his face to look like the face paint. Yeah, that was that was, that was interesting. Uh huh. Yeah, and like you said, he didn't do the hundred hand slap. The um oh, that was the name for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and well, then uh, Balrog just magically gets boxing gloves. <laughs> yeah, and Balrog's a good guy because he was one of the bosses. Oh, okay, I don't because remember that. I, I recently just beat Street Fighter 2 again. Um, yeah, because when you play it, the bad guys, like the bosses in order, go Balrog, uh, Vega, Sagat, then Bison. Hmm. So wait, was Zangief bad? Um, I mean, he's Russian. 
<laughs> Art Russian's always the bad guys in games and like movies and stuff. Pretty much. I thought it was funny how um I don't know. Uh, well, uh Wreck It Ralph kind of maybe referenced this movie. Yeah. Because Zane Geef would like at the very end switch from being the bad guy to uh one of the good guys. Yeah, I think there were some characters, you know, Zane Geef kinda lent himself more to being a bad guy. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I, w- I would say he's a bad guy. Yeah, for the most part. Give it to him. Um, so other stuff that was just ridiculous in this movie. Everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I put in my notes like things that were good and bad. Um, Guile versus Bison. It was good because there was a lot of action and we got like Raul Julia like just hamming it up. But it was also bad because it was ridiculously corny. <laughs> Just, you know, the one-liners in it, some of the the acting, it was just, ugh. And, like, Van Damme is so wooden in this movie. Yeah. It was cheesy. Um, which was... I mean, I don't know. You you see it before. I, honestly, I was waiting for him to break out into his uh, little dance routine that he did. And uh, what movie was it from that he did the? Wide... <laughs> no, not that one. Why do those guys try and hurt me? Oh yeah, Kickboxer. Okay, I, I, I remember. <laughs> hey, there was a movie I watched. Was Breaking. <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't even mention it. <laughs> I just remembered that when he said dancing at Van Damme. <laughs> oh gosh um like i want i want to give them the credit again like a kind of with mortal Kombat, where it's just like it's difficult for a fighting movie or a fighting video game like this to translate it into a movie and they did a an okay job with it um because at the end things started falling apart and everybody kind of started facing off against different enemies. And you kind of had that hand-to-hand combat, which was, which fit pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but mortal Kombat was a lot more straightforward. It's like, it's a tournament. You guys are going to face off. Boom. There you go. Yeah. The fate of the world hangs in the wings. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So this one, um, they did a decent job with it, but then some of the times you kind of rolled your eyes at it. One of the biggest parts that I rolled my eyes at was when Guile shows up and then he's taking everybody out with a pistol and he's in the middle of a room and there's probably at least a dozen henchmen with submachine guns and nobody can hit him. It's just like... It's like a bunch of stormtroopers. Yes. Oh my gosh. I had that in my notes. It was basically like Star Wars stormtroopers. <laughs> they couldn't hit anything. Um, I guess another thing that was ridiculous was when E Honda and Zanki were fighting and some of the other characters are watching it like on a video set. And there's like Godzilla sound effects and music playing. <laughs> They're like smashing up these small buildings. I'm like, what in the heck? I have no idea why that was in there, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess so dumb that it was funny. Uh, 
Oh man, man another... I didn't even realize that Miguel Nunez plays DJ in this until I watched it this time. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and it's just kind of a kind of an he has kind of an interesting career <laughs> to say that i mean he was in uh the replacements mm-hmm. you know was was the same uh clifford franklin the receiver yeah and then he was also um evolution wasn't it yeah and he was in joanna man oh yeah there you go where he dressed up like a woman and played basketball <laughs> Yeah, just a very interesting career for that guy. And I was like, oh yeah, he's a he's a street fighter. I totally forgot. I know we're kind of jumping around here, but I totally forgot about talking about cheesy and weird stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if you caught this, but when Jean-Claude Van Damme and his two cohorts reach um, Raul's hideout mm-hmm. and they start fighting henchmen, Cammy legit says kick while yeah. she's fighting <laughs> and i was like yeah. wait a minute i paused it and i went back and i was like did she seriously just say that yeah she like yelled kick or drop kick or something like that yeah and i was just like you guys couldn't edit that out or something <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of awesome powers judo flip <laughs> uh yeah, that, and then right around that scene, too, is where they're lowering Guile into, like, this hole. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, a rope, and, like, the dude just kind of, like, lets go of it. Yeah. The T-Hawk just lets go of it. And, like, Van Damme falls. And then, like, he stops himself, and he's like, do you have the, the rope secured? And T-Hawk puts it on, like, a rotten log. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's good. I'm like, yeah, okay, buddy. It's like, it looked like a piece of driftwood that he put it on. <laughs> like, that's supposed to hold Van Dam was probably like 225 pounds, you know? Yeah, good luck with that, dude. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think of what else is good in this movie. Like, the soundtrack was not memorable yeah. because I can't think of anything that was in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I felt like the production of this one was better than Mortal Kombat. Now, it, there's kind of a two-parter with this where it's just like Mortal Kombat with the route of the whole like CGI thing, yeah. which I think was a little bit of a detriment to them. We talked yeah. about plenty of it last week. Uh, the worst abomination was probably Reptile. But some of the setting things that they did worked out okay but with this one they did they did not go that route and i think it just fit and felt better Mm -hmm. but that being so with that being said i feel like this was more of an entertaining movie i don't know if it's more so from the production value aspect um, or if it's all the corniness that they got to work, because there was corny stuff in Mortal Kombat, but it was not in the realm of successful, in my opinion, where when it got corny here in Street Fighter, it was more, it fit more. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it better than that, but the entertainment value definitely for me goes to Street Fighter in this one. 
Yeah, cause, see, I feel the other way around. Shut where... up. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, yeah, it's corny. I don't know if it just... Man, the, the fighting scenes in both movies were lacking. Uh, man, I don't know. They're they're kind of equal, but at the same time, like this one just made me groan more, I guess. And it's just, man, I don't know why I like Mortal Kombat better. It's hard for me to explain. <laughs> if because I, you know, I watched that whole movie and I was like, oh, I mean, wasn't great, but it was entertaining. And then this one, like I said, it felt like it was three hours long, even though it was only an hour and forty minutes. Yeah. I guess maybe Mortal Kombat was paced better than this because, man, I don't know. There was just a lot of weird stuff in this movie. Yeah, Mortal Kombat was pretty straightforward because it was, um, it was basically introducing all the characters. Then it was the tournament, and then it was the finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, where this one was, there was a lot of different scenes and build up and all these different parts. So I can I can understand that. Yeah. Um, this one tried to have more of a story. Like mm-hmm. you said, like, you know, Mortal Kombat, like we said a while back that it was just set up as a tournament. And that's pretty much the whole story for it. Where this one's like, okay, Bison's trying to take over the world, and like, Guile has to stop him, and yeah. Did they ever say why Guile had a personal vendetta against Bison? No. Did they ever say why he had a Belgian accent? (laughs) No. (laughs) They did explain uh, Chung Li's uh, issue with him. Yeah. But they gave her more backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was honestly, that was one of the cooler parts of the movie was when Chung Lee was sit, telling Bison why, you know, she was obsessed with him, that he had killed his her father and all this different stuff. And then he just brushed it off on being like, I don't even remember what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, this movie, I don't know, when I was watching it, I kind of wanted it to be over with, and then I wanted to watch another Van Damme movie. I mean, I didn't really have time to today, but I was like, you know, when this is done, I should watch, like, Sudden Death or something. (laughs) Make it stop. I was like, because I guess I was seeing, like, oh, I like Van Damme, but I don't necessarily like this movie with Van Damme in it. Uh, that's pretty much what I got. Do you want me to get into some trivia and facts, or you got more stuff that you noticed with this? Uh, I don't really have more stuff that I noticed, so I'm interested to hear what you got for this week. Yeah, I got a fair amount here. Some of them are kind of long. So, according to the cast and crew, Van Damme was not easy to work with. It was no. due to a combination of professional ego and substance abuse. Uh, so being the biggest star on the film, Van Damme got a presidential hotel suite with a gym put into his room. But he would also he would often refuse to come out of the hotel or his trailer until he felt ready. 
gosh. Uh, when he did come out, he would also often bring alcohol <laughs> to the set with him, and then he would take hours to shoot his scenes. Uh, by contrast, everybody loved Kylie Minogue and a praised her for her professionalism and her generosity. Um, she hired a club and she was buying drinks for like the entire cast and crew to make the tough shoot like a little easier. Uh, people equally liked uh, Raul Julia who was actually accompanied by his family because he was terminally ill with stomach cancer at the time. Yeah, th- was that known? I believe so. Um, okay. Despite like his declining health, it says um, everybody said that he was very focused on what he was doing and he was a joy to work with. Yeah, I, I, I had heard that story about his terminal illness and... I couldn't remember if I had heard if it was like public knowledge at the time or not. So, so next thing is another Van Dam thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he revealed later that during filming of this movie, he had a really bad drug problem. Uh, he was doing $10,000 worth of cocaine a week. And he had an affair with Kylie Minogue at the time. Uh, director uh, Stephen De Souza confirmed in 2018 that Van Damme's cocaine addiction caused constant disruptions during filming. The studio ha- had to hire a wrangler to keep an eye on him, but this person was also a bad influence. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the actor would often call in sick, leave the set, uh, show up late, or not at all forcing the director to find other scenes in the film in order to make up for lost time. Jeez. Uh, So Raul Julia actually passed away like right after the filming wrapped up for the movie. Mm -hmm. So he probably never even got to watch it. Yeah. So Capcom was the the co-financer for the movie. Uh, So every aspect of the production required their approval. Uh, among other things, they mandated a December 94 release date, which required the cast and crew to maintain an aggressive filming schedule. Uh, Capcom long envisioned Van Damme as Guile and asked him to be casted. Van Damme's fee took nearly $8 million of the film's $35 million budget. Jeez. And then after Raul Julia was cast as Bison, most of the casting budget had been spent. Uh, the majority of other parts had to go to little-known or unknown actors. Mm. So, Guile is a U.S. Army colonel in the film, but in the anime and video game versions, he is actually a captain in the U.S. Air Force. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, in 2003, Van Damme was actually working on a sequel called Street Fighter Two for Universal. Um, several cast members had been hired to join him in the sequel, including Dolph Lundgren. Oh, nice. It was in an unrevealed role. Uh, Holly Vance would replace Kylie Minogue as Cammie White. Damien Chapo would have replaced his role as Ken. Um, Byron Mann 
was also reported to return as Ryu. Uh, however, after years of trying to get the sequel off the ground, the project never materialized, and the plans were scrapped in favor of a reboot, which was Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li. Yeah, so I noticed that when yeah, I was looking at titles. Which was an abysmal bomb. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I heard it's completely and utterly terrible. Okay. It's usually considered one of the worst video game movies ever made. So in 2010, this film was ranked number 27 on Empire's 50 Worst Movies Ever. All right. Yeah. Uh, I only have one casting what if, and it's a good one. Fabio was considered for the role of Vega. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Vega, every time he speaks, it is either off screen or he's masked except for the prison break scene. And even then, it's a single two-letter word, go, and his face is partially obscured. So the actor admitted that during filming, he could not speak English properly. So hence, the film lines were limited for him. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it wasn't really necessary. Right. Uh, The temple was an exterior set built by the the art department. Uh, for safety, the explosion of the temple was supposed to be blown up at only 25% of the building, since Van Damme, Kylie Minogue, and a few other actors were standing right next to it. However, the effect got out of hand, and the whole setup set went up in flames, destroying $240,000 of, sca- of the scaffolding. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the shot that actually ended up in the film. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty big explosion. Yeah. So the last thing I got is this movie cost $35 million, and it made $99 million in a box office. Well, I guess it works at the end of the day. That goes to show you how big of a deal Street Fighter was. <laughs> and Van Damme was still a box office draw at that time. Yeah. Even though he's coked out of his mind. I heard that about Van Damme, and you go back and watch the movies around that time, and you see it. But, you know, I think Time Cop came out around the same time. And I, yeah, it came out the same year as Street Fighter. Hmm. So maybe he reeled it in a little bit then, because I thought Time, in Time Cop, he did a pretty good job of acting in it. I can't for Van Damme. Rem- yeah. <laughs> I can't remember Time Cop well enough. I remember I started it a while ago, but I never did finish wind up finishing it. It's been a little while since I watched it, but I remember liking it. And like I said, thinking that Van Damme did a decent job acting in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so grades. I pulled from IMDB and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think those are? IMDB, give me a You're so close. It's a 4.0. Oh, man. Uh, Ron Tomato Critic 37? (laughs) 12. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Audience 37? 20. Oh, my. Wow. Wow. Don't worry. 
that uh, that is one of the worst. Uh, looking down the list, the closest one to that uh, is "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot." Because <laughs> oh, that had the critic was eleven and the audience was twenty-one. Oh my gosh, dude! They just swapped a point. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think this is better than "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot"? Yes. Yes, I would. I would easily give it the nod. I don't know if I would give it a whole point or even a half a point more. But if you had to put the two side by side, I would give this one more credit than "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot." Yeah, I, I would say this is a better movie than "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that, that doesn't really say much, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, I think you went for last, last time, so I'll jump in here real quick. Um, I'm actually sticking at the same grade that I gave Mortal Kombat, which was a 3.5. Um, it's like I said, this one has more of an entertainment factor to it. it these two are, t- I, I, I'm trying not to get stuck in the comparison mode here and everything, but since we did just talk about last week, um, this one's more of an entertaining movie to me. Like if I had to sit down and watch one of these two again, I would watch Street Fighter before I would watch Mortal Kombat. Um, because as we kind of talked about, there's the cheesy aspect to it. And um, while there were bad performances, there were also some few good performances uh, that gave it better entertainment quality. Um, I felt Mortal Kombat kind of dragged more than this one, even though I do agree with you. Street Fighter did seem like it was going on a long time. So, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm good with giving the, uh, a 3.5. And if I had to compare the two directly, though, I would say Street Fighter was better than last week's Mortal Kombat. So, rock. I can't say my grade is as favorable. Okay. Uh, I While I don't think this is a horrible movie, and it's not even the worst Van Damme movie, at least the, not the worst Van Damme movie I've seen, uh, I don't know, it just dragged for me, and I don't know, I guess I'm still kind of salty that they kind of messed up a movie that could have been a lot better um you know and i understand like we talked about the street fighter didn't have the depth that mortal kombat did and i mean even mortal kombat was kind of shallow um i don't i i wish there would have been more stuff from the games in this maybe even some of the music from the games because street fighter has some awesome music in it yeah um, you know, even just like the ones that pop in my head, the first ones, like Guile's theme and Ken's theme are like two of my favorite Super Nintendo songs. Uh, and it seemed like they tried to like stay away from that, but it's like the tone was kind of off too, because it was 
incredibly hammy and kind of childlike at times, but then other times, you know, guys are beating each other up, people are getting shot, things like that. It's just very tonally off, where I feel like Mortal Kombat knew which tone it was going with, and it was more mature. Yeah. I don't know. I I gave this a 2 out of 5. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this might be the biggest like, difference we've had in our grades. Mm-hmm. But like I said, you know, it felt like it was three hours long and it was an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no, I I was kind of sensing you going to 2.5, but you are going into the depths of flat too. bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I like bad movies, but this one was kind of boring at times. No, I... I... I get it. I mean, we've talked about how difficult uh, video game movies have have it and everything. So, I, and like uh, I've I've seen a lot of Van Damme movies, like a lot. And this might be some. This might be his worst acting. So, are you personally taking this out on Van Damme? No, I'm just saying. Or... <laughs> I'm just saying for someone that likes Van Damme, like he was terrible in this movie. I mean, if he was um, high on coke the whole time, I guess it makes sense. Or drunk. Or both. Or both. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like I said, he was better at Bloodsport, and Bloodsport was like his first movie. Maybe he was supposed to get better. (laughs) Maybe he was attempting to not have an accent, and so he was focusing so hard on that. Well, he failed at that too. Then <laughs> this president tried to just like um, shoo that away, like they did in all of his other movies, where it's like, oh, you know, his mom was French. It's never Belgian. It's like, oh, they was he was French. <laughs> right at the beginning of the movie, they're just like, oh, how's it been on your since coming back from your ten year deployment in Belgium? <laughs> oh, I'm doing great, thanks. <laughs> he has dual citizenship. He was he was born in America, but his parents are French. <laughs> He's not even French. He's the muscles from Brussels. <laughs> oh gosh, um, there's so many other video game movies that I feel like we need to do another video game movie month sometime. Yeah, I agree. I actually pulled up uh, IMDb has a list. Um, so here are some of them. Pokemon, Detective Pikachu, Rampage, Tomb Raider, the Resident Evil series, Assassin's Creed, Warcraft, Angry Birds, Ratchet and Clank, the Hitman movies. I forgot about Rampage. Yeah, so did I. That was actually uh, pretty good. They did a Need for Speed movie. Uh, Silent- yeah, it Jesse Pinkman in it. Yeah, Silent Hill, I think, has a couple. Prince of Persia. Uh, there's the other Street Fighter movie that we talked about. Uh, Tekken. Uh, one that I completely, totally forgot about that I feel like is not as bad as I remember it, so I really want to go back and watch it, is Max Payne. Oh, yeah, with Marky Mark. Yeah. Uh, I know it wasn't great, but I feel like it's better than I remember. Uh, <laughs> Dead or Alive. Doom. 
the other Tomb Raider movies, some other Pokemon movies, the final, some Final Fantasy movies. Um, then, of course, other Mortal Kombat movies. And Wing Commander had a movie, which oh I gosh. actually remember seeing. I've heard uh, it's horrible. Yeah. Then there's Double Dragon. And oh, oh. Do- I've seen Double Dragon. Oh, yeah. I used to own it on VHS. Uh, then there's The Wizard, which I don't really know that that's a. Adaptation. The Wizard is not a video game movie. It's a movie based around on video the- games. Around yeah. video games. That's what I thought. So I don't know why that one was on the list. But yeah, so there's a lot more that we could do. So we could definitely do another video game month. Rock. Uh, Next month is kind of just like a random month. The ones that we like to call grab bag. (laughs) (laughs) But um, since it's going to be May the 4th, we're going to be finishing up the original Star Wars trilogy with Return of the Jedi. Which was always my favorite, I think. Yeah, it was always my favorite of the original trilogy. Yeah, I think it was my favorite too, but when I got older I had a, a, a growing appreciation for The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It probably accomplished the most. Mm. Plus it was probably the most difficult to make. Because you had to follow up Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, we got like a really random assortment. What else stuff. we got? Uh, here, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up here. Uh, what we got for May. We have Return of the Jedi. Cutthroat Island. When we're finally going to do this, what dreams may come. Oh, no. (laughs) And then we're hitting a Robin Williams highlight. Oh, man. We've joked about it for years. (laughs) What dreams may come. We quoted the family guy. um, Quote. Sir, of, if that's so, if that DVD so much as touches my DVD, I will kill you. <laughs> would you like a copy of What Dreams May Come? I don't want it. <laughs> Are you but sure it's free? free? I don't want it. <laughs> if that movie comes anywhere near Roadhouse, I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And I know you've watched it before, and you had kind of a funny story with that, but we'll save it when we get to that. <laughs> And I have never seen it, so dude, I got two first time watches in this. Cut, yeah. I've never seen Cutthroat Island and I've never seen What Dreams Make Up. I, I'm not talking up Cutthroat Island, um, because I don't remember that well, but I remember watching it a couple times when I was younger and it was good. It was entertaining. It's a it's a decent pirate movie. So I uh, I'm excited wow. to rewatch that one. I didn't know it was a Rennie Harlan movie. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. I mean, he did Die Hard 2 and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. And now those are very, very stylized movies. And now it's pirate time. <laughs> yeah. Can't say I've seen too many pirate movies, so looking forward to it. But yeah, until next time, be kind and rewind.